The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Settings 
the twinkling of an eye will all be gone There's a I felt like that today would be a great day to talk about uh, the rapture of the church, about uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus, the rapture of the church, and then the coming of the Lord Jesus. And, and as one writer puts in fact, Dr. Roy Hicks, I'm going to use his, uh, my text, his book, Another Look at the Rapture, Will the Church Be Surprised? So we're going to get into some of this. You'll be encouraged, believers will be encouraged, and those who are not believers will be encouraged to become believers. You know, America has now joined the rest of the world in filth and sin. Things being done in the kingdom of darkness are unspeakable. The Word of God forbids us to even talk about it. Homes and marriages are no longer considered sacred. Children, along with adults, are being exploited in pornography. Restricted and X-rated movies are filled with sex and violence and profanity, even using God's name as a vile expletive. Soon a Christian will not be able to relax and turn on his favorite TV program because of the moral disintegration displayed. The church, however religious, will be delivered from God's sure and impending judgment. This deliverance will come in the form of what we call the rapture, a catching away, a snatching away. The Lord will take his people home. And that's what we're looking forward to a great 20th century prophet speaking under a heavy anointing prophesied when the church age is over judgment will fall but judgment will not fall on the church but on the world the only judgment that the church will face is the judgment seat of christ well you won't have to get ready for the wrath of god to be poured out on the earth you don't need to store up dehydrated food and head for the hills just get ready for the rapture it must happen soon because there's a whole lot of people going home. Don't look for it as an escape hatch from the world and responsibility, but it's encouraging to know that we'll not come under God's harsh judgment of sin, not that the events forced God to act more quickly than he had originally planned. He, being aware of this day, even as he was aware of Noah's day, is prepared to do a great work in the church, saving our loved ones as we believe and pray for them as he saved Noah and his family. We're to witness as we've never witnessed before, get the gospel out, radio, television, printed page, live godly lives, be much in prayer before him, and God will help us to take people with us. Now, Paul's special revelation of the rapture from God's word, Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica in particular we want to focus in on, it was written to bring revelation to the body of Christ concerning the resurrection and the taking out of the world or the rapturing of the redeemed saints who will be alive at that time. There was great sorrow in the Thessalonian church because they had been taught, and rightly so, that Jesus would return at any moment. You'll need to recall with me that after his resurrection, our Lord Jesus had appeared, disappeared, reappeared 
to the disciples many times over a period of some 40 days. They never knew when he would suddenly appear, talk to them, then disappear. The last time this happened was the last time they would see him. As he was talking to them about receiving the Holy Spirit, he began to disappear from their sight. They no doubt thought it was another of those disappearances that he would soon reappear bodily as he had done before. So they just stood there. Then two men, and these are believed to be angels, dressed in white apparel, stood by them and told them that this same Jesus whom they had seen taken up from them into heaven would in like manner come back. Believing the words of the angels, they went from there full expecting Jesus to return at any moment. A few days became a month, then months became years, and still he had not returned. You can imagine their deep sorrow and great frustration when their loved ones began to die. Here they were, fully believing that Jesus had taught them what he taught them, what he said. As the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24, verse 27. But then, seeing their loved ones die before his expected return. What about those loved ones who had expected to be alive when he returned? What would happen to them? Now they were dead and their bodies would go back to the dust. Had they misunderstood? Was there something lacking in the faith of those who had died? You can imagine the sorrow of those who remained. What a time of fear and frustration. There was no New Testament. And those early Christians knew nothing about the rapture of the bride, which would be made up predominantly of Gentiles. They had no teaching concerning the resurrection of the dead. Jesus, therefore, seeing this trouble and sorrow in the church, taught the apostle Paul personally. He caught him up into the heavens and showed him many wonderful things, some of them unlawful for him to utter. Galatians 1 and verse 12 says, For I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 12 and 1. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. The Apostle Paul was taught personally by our Lord Jesus the doctrine of the rapture and the resurrection of the church saved by grace. He wrote to the church in Thessalonica, I say unto you by the word of the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 4.15, the Amplified Bible says, By the Lord's own word, and the other disciples did not receive this teaching from the Lord, which Paul was about to share with the believers. It was a special revelation to Paul alone. What was this great revelation? That we, which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep or dead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. First Thessalonians, that's chapter 4, verse 15 through 18. But why was this great revelation not given to the other disciples from the beginning? Remember, Jesus was greatly restricted in what he could say to the Jews about his bride, the church, because of their prejudice, since the church would be predominantly comprised of Gentiles. Had he talked to them about his plan for the salvation of the Gentiles apart from the Jewish ceremonies and the Ten Commandments, they would have stoned him. Jewish hatred for the Gentiles was that severe. However, Peter did clearly foresee the second coming of Jesus when he returns to judge the earth. So we have the rapture as one event, and then the second coming when Jesus returns to judge the earth. Well, our time has slipped by today. Paul's special revelation of the rapture. Well, 
The thing to do is get ready for the rapture, witness, pray, do the works of Jesus, the greater works. One fellow I heard about one time, he walked in a room in this pastor's office, and he saw a sign up there on that wall that said, maybe today, maybe today. And I just say to you, and with a great joy, maybe today. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.